baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Walking down the street, we get the funniest looks from everyone we meet. And people say we're monkey around But we're too busy singing Oh, Dave, you are trying to get me in trouble. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Wichita's number one talk, sponsored by Wig Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. Don't forget, if you ever miss an episode, you can always visit knssradio.com. You'll find a link to podcasts of all our previous episodes there. And make sure you like and share the John Whitmer Show on Facebook. And, of course, follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. Those are the best ways to stay informed on all the latest show updates. The monkeys. Seriously? <laughs> you had to go there. You just had to. <laughs> just look over your shoulder. Okay. Yeah. The phones will be ringing over this one. So, folks, are you nostalgic for a panic? Welcome to the monkeypox. <laughs> the uh, World Health Organization recently convened a second emergency meeting to debate whether the virus constitutes a global emergency. Meanwhile, the CDC is issuing warnings and advisories, uh, and it's already calling for mass vaccinations. What's next? Lockdowns? Mandates? Who knows? Joining us now to debunk the hysteria and explain why monkeypox does not require mass vaccinations is Rick Maida. He is a former consumer safety officer at the Food and Drug Administration. He is also a biotech entrepreneur, pharmacist, attorney, and an adjunct professor of law at Georgetown University Law Center, where he teaches health law and regulation. Rick, thank you for joining us this evening. It's nice to have you on the show, sir. Hey, great to be on. Thanks for having me. So tell me, Rick, if I'm wrong here, but it, it seems to me like this is a, an easily avoidable disease. It's impacted very few people in the general population. If you look at the, the, the numbers, the vast majority of cases, roughly 95 to 98 percent, depending on the estimate, originate from men engaging in sexual activity with other men. 
So it seems like the solution is a pretty simple one. I, I don't know if we need mass vaccinations. Just, you know, to avoid male-on-male sex. Yeah. yeah, well, first of all, you guys got me nostalgic with that song. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, no, you're absolutely right. Listen, this is a zoonotic disease, which means it travels from animals to humans. And then humans to humans pass it along what we currently our understanding is through prolonged skin-to-skin contact, or there's some reports that are saying that it passes through sexual intercourse. Uh, Yet many public health departments fail to classify this as a sexually transmitted infection. It's still a rare infection, and 98% of its rare infections we see are presenting in the polyamorous gay and bisexual male community. Uh, And so, you know, if you stratify that, it's a small cohort of people. This is not something that would necessarily impact the general population. And monkeypox, unlike COVID, is not new. I mean, monkeypox has been with us for a better half of a, you know, half a decade. The first cases we saw in 1970s, uh, and it only spread in our country uh, more prolifically because of a failure of a public health response. I mean, this is no more than your average everyday run of the mill public health issue uh, that if we had a well-oiled functioning public health department under the Biden administration, this would never raise to the level of an emergency, nor is it currently Uh, an emergency. But it seems that the lack of the ability to have the left hand and right hand talk, uh, only way that can happen under this administration is through declaring these fear mongering emergencies. Yeah, I mean, it seems like the since the outbreak began in January, we've seen just 9,200 cases across 63 countries with three deaths. Now, granted, three deaths are tragic, but that's a 0.03 percent mortality rate I, it, it just doesn't seem to rise to the level of panic that we're seeing from some in the administration. No, they, they, they're playing a game of semantics here. You know, they are not focused on actual emergencies. I mean, we still are under a federal public health emergency for COVID uh, when we know the case fatality rate is extremely low. Uh, and if this was a true emergency, it would be something that should be a threat to you know life or limb. Uh, and the case fatality rate, even if you catch monkeypox, is very, very low. We're not seeing people die from this infection. Well, and, and this is a very different disease than the coronavirus. And we need to be, I think, we need to be very different, very wary of giving the government more lockdown authority, more mandate authority, more emergency powers. I mean, just the way they handled COVID in the first place, I, I, I get it makes me very nervous when they start wanting to declare more emergencies and therefore get more power? Or am I wrong in, in being nervous about that? No, and, and not at all. In fact, I'll tell you exactly why they had to declare this as a quote-unquote emergency. It's totally fabricated. It's another never-ending, nonsensical emergency. But here's actually what happened. The Biden administration became ill-prepared to tackle the monkeypox, which means they had millions of vaccines, which vaccines in this case are effective for those that catch monkeypox or to prevent the spread of it. Millions of them under their stockpile uh, expired. And so in order to address the supply shortages, 
They said, well, there was one paper that was published that said if you give one-fifth the dose and change how you administer it, meaning if you administer it underneath the skin instead of beneath the skin, uh, then you could reduce the dose that you give people by one-fifth the amount, increasing their supply times five. Now, the FDA was reluctant to make that change, and so unless it was under an emergency use authorization, and the only way you can get an FDA emergency use authorization is if you declare a public health emergency. So this is just regulatory semantics. It's nonsensical. It's never-ending, and it's usurping the power of what should otherwise be in the legislative branch, aggrandizing our federal government yet again. We're uh, we're talking with Rick Maida, who's a former consumer safety officer at the FDA. And I know this is a little off-topic, Rick, but I uh, I saw something that that you tweeted. By the way, if folks want to follow you, you're at Rick Maida underscore NJ. Um, this, and again, I know it's off topic, but just a few weeks ago, Dr. Anthony Fraudji uh, hinted at the possibility of staying on until the end of 2024. Now he's suddenly announcing his retirement. Some are asking why. Uh, do you think this could be related to the fact that he's hoping to avoid congressional scrutiny by a, a Republican-controlled Congress next year? I mean, I, I, I got to think there's something behind his all of a sudden I've decided to go, you know, son, hang out in, the Bermuda, in, in Bermuda or something. Yeah, well, here's my take on this. I think there's two reasons why he all of a sudden declared his retirement. One, he wants to avoid the hot seat. For two years, he skirted answering questions about gain-of-function research, funding to the Chinese Communist Party, how it leaked out of the lab, and why there was funding set in the first place to create a man-made virus that completely crippled our not just our country, but the entire world. And two, I think the Democrats know and the Biden administration knows that COVID is over. It's been over for years. In fact, even Anthony Fauci himself said this is endemic, of which many of the experts, including myself, have been saying for better half of six months to a year. Listen, we've all had it or had it, have it, and uh, it's done. You know, we've all been exposed. It's like now going to be run of the mill like influenza and common cold. Will people die from it? Sure. Will people catch it? Sure. But are we going to get past it where it doesn't exist? No, never. And I think now with the midterms coming up, they want to move past this. And only way they can do that is by taking the baggage out. And that baggage is going to be Anthony Fauci. So having him retire will end COVID for them. You're absolutely right. I mean, I've had it twice. My wife has had it. I don't know anybody who hasn't had it. Heck, now even triple vaccinated and quadruple boosted Joe Biden and Jill Biden have had it now. So I I don't know anybody who hasn't had the stuff. And, you know, yes, we don't want to see anybody die from it. But for crying out loud, stop the madness. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, uh, influenza, year over year, they tell us to get vaccinated. And we know the vaccine efficacy rates in some cases have been less than 50 percent. And so it's endemic. You know, every year it's going to happen. We're going to have it, you know, and as people are exposed to it, the variants continue to change. Uh, That's one of the reasons why the vaccine response was never going to work properly. That's it. You know, it's endemic and we know and we're going to have to figure out to live with it. And if you're immunocompromised or otherwise highly susceptible, do what you got to do to protect yourself. Right. Right. But the risk making decisions have to be with the individuals. And the fact that they disrespected and no respect for our constitutional rights, 
I think that's what's going to be really called into question at the at the polls in November. Well, and just because he doesn't work there anymore doesn't mean that Anthony Fauci is going to be exempt from congressional scrutiny. I guarantee you they can haul his happy retired buttocks before the uh, congressional committee next year if they want to. Well, I hope so. Uh, but more importantly, I hope they get a leader that actually gets questions answered for the American public. I think these are matters of national security interest. And I think the American public deserves to know, listen, if you're a business owner and your business was crushed because of these nonsensical lockdowns, uh, or you're a parent, now you're forced to choose if you have to vaccinate your child and you never had that choice to discuss it with your pediatrician, you deserve answers. And those answers have to come none other than the COVID czar himself, the chief medical advisor to Biden, Anthony Fauci. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. I hope he's hauled in front of Congress and I hope he answers for for his uh, for his actions. I, I absolutely agree with you, Rick. If folks want to follow you, you've got a great Twitter feed. It's Rick Meta underscore NJ. Rick, I appreciate you, brother. Thank you again for joining us this evening. And uh, carry on the fight, my friend. Uh, it's my pleasure. And keep those nostalgic tunes going. <laughs> Thanks, brother. We will. <laughs> appreciate you. you. You just want to get me in trouble with the monkeypox things, don't you? I, I, I tell you, Dave, I tell you. We're, uh, we'll be taking your calls at 745. In the meantime, coming up after the break, we'll, uh, we'll talk with Dave Traubert from the Kansas Policy Institute about how much you're likely to pay in new property taxes after both Sedgwick County and the city of Wichita raised your taxes this week. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. And once again, a shout-out to the fire pit crew, Larry Dom, and all the guys out at the Delperdang fire pit. I miss you, brothers. I'll be there soon. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.